Presented by Team Couch of Birch Realty Group. And now, here are your hosts, Matt Crane and Derek Biglane. Good afternoon, Matt. Good afternoon, Derek. Matt, you know, we, we know the weather's beautiful, looks great outside, feels great outside. Matt, how was your weekend? Good weekend, Derek. Just uh, stayed home on Friday, did not travel down with the Hernando Tigers, which we'll update that in just a little while. Thank goodness. Uh, yeah. Had to drop Wilson off. He went to the Lewisburg game and uh, enjoyed that. We'll give all those updates later on in the sports section. And then uh, had one, uh, well, my word from the weekend, Derek, I'll go ahead and say it. My word is last. What seemed to be one last super hot Ugh. day in the grove they're tailgating and uh you know a lot of uh, a lot of people in the stadium did not stay long because the uh, it's amazing aluminum bleachers did not go well <laughs> when it comes to 90 degrees uh, and sun so uh my word from the weekend i'll go ahead and give it is last hopefully this will be our last uh spell of hot weather because the weather over the next five seven days looks really really nice and i hope everybody has an opportunity to enjoy that and uh it is time excited to uh, ride some bikes my daughter and i usually ride ride bikes whenever it's uh cooler weather so looking forward to doing that and um you know just kicking off the fall what what a great weekend or week for homecoming what absolutely a, absolutely yep. beautiful gorgeous yep no rain in sight right a beautiful week for homecoming for and hernando hernando for hernando, hernando yes. high school's homecoming uh so just parade on thursday don't forget that that's Par- right parade coming up on thursday uh my daughter was the homecoming queen last year and she'll be back in town to do that uh pretty busy uh week weekend for her for, for sure between old miss homecoming uh she has to do some stuff for miss hospitality there thursday riding the parade friday she has to crown and then the Ole Miss uh, game is going to be at 11 o'clock on Saturday. So blowing and going uh, around the Crane house, household for sure um, this coming weekend. But couldn't ask for better weather for Hernando homecoming week. It's just gorgeous. Yeah, I mean, it's for the parade, for the game itself. So just going to be a, a great week. And, Matt, if you're looking to find a homecoming of your own, who's that somebody you should reach out to? If you're looking for a new home to come home to, we want to continue to encourage you to contact our 2022 presenting sponsor, the number one real estate team in DeSoto County. There is no comparison i speak of course of team couch of birch realty group they possess over 66 years of combined real estate experience they're the number one team for the last 13 years in desoto county when it comes to residential real estate they have thousands of closings on the buying or selling side of residential real estate behind them they are full-time full-service realtors which means they are available anytime you need them they are currently offering a free no obligation market analysis simply give them your address they can tell you all about your street your neighborhood your zip code, how long houses are staying on the market, how fast they're closing, how fast they're getting under contract. Brian and Terry possess all the analytics that you want in this hot, but let's be honest, becoming more difficult DeSoto County real estate market. Call them today at 662-449-1700. Call Brian personally on his cell phone, 901-461-7653. That's 461-SOLD. S-O-L-D. You can also do a full home search at teamcouch.com. Put in the filters, number of bedrooms, number of bathrooms, school zones, all those different things that you're looking for when it comes to your new home in DeSoto County, and let teamcouch.com do all the work. Please consider working with the best, Brian and Terry and their team at teamcouch.com. Call them again, 662-449-1700. Look them up at teamcouch.com. And listeners, always remember, every home needs a couch. 
on this beautiful fall day. Glad to be coming to you from the Mobile Cars and Van Rental Studios. Mobile Cars and Vans located at the corner of McCracken and Commerce right here in Hernando. If you're planning travel for October, November, we've actually started to book some different things for the Christmas uh, holidays. If you're traveling over the next 60, 90 days, please call us at Mobile Cars and Vans, 662-469-4555. If you have a car going into a body shop, transmission repair, anything, call us about our daily, weekly, or monthly rates. Call us today, 662-469-4555. Thank you, Mobile Cars and Vans, for continuing to be our 2022 studio sponsor. Well, Derek, we kick off our Tuesday shows with the words from the weekend. That's what we do. I've already given mine. Keep it real simple. Last, as in last uh, battle of weather, 80, 90, you know, 90, 95, 100 degree day. Hopefully that has passed us now oh, this past Saturday. So last is going to be my word from the weekend. But Derek, go ahead and give us your weekend. And uh, podcast listeners, go ahead and get ready. Look up, pull up your dictionary. Go ahead and pull up Google and uh, get ready for this. What is your word from the weekend? My word from the weekend is pensive. Okay. The big, pensive. Yeah, yeah, like the yellow trucks. Pinsky. Not Pinsky. Pinsky. Oh. Pensive. 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 Okay. Yeah, I'm, I'm really looking forward to this. Listeners, I already know this word. I, I don't really know this word, but I know the <laughs> meaning. Tell us what it means, Derek. All right. So pensive means reflective, uh, pondering, thinking about or deep thought about. Mine was uh, just kind of taking the whole weekend in. This weekend went down to uh, Oxford twice, uh, Friday night and Saturday, and just kind of, you know, a little pensive kind of thinking, reflecting on. You went down for what? Uh, well, I went down to for start, yeah. the fraternity that my son is in, had a parents weekend. Friday night it was interesting. They had a, uh, a band at the house. And don't know if you necessarily want your parents to come to your first football game band party. Uh, but that's that's how it worked. Uh, we left around, you know, we left halfway through. We left about 10. So I'm not sure how long other parents stayed or how long alumni stayed. But just kind of watching and when you kind of watch your children grow up, um, you know, when you see them and you don't see them for, I mean, three or four weeks or two or three weeks, really. I mean, we'd seen him for 10 or 15 minutes. We actually interact. We took him to supper. You know, and you kind of just watch him becoming his own person. And, you know, just so you're reflecting back when you were that age and uh, kind of what you were going through, what you were thinking. And so that kind of, you know, a lot of that was going on. And then the next day they did a good job explaining why they do certain things in the fraternity, why – I mean, Bo is not allowed to come home probably to the holidays. Uh, they explain why that is. Uh, and, you know, it, it makes sense. It would be good to hear that probably more from others on the front end. Hey, look, you know, if, if you join this fraternity, this is kind of what we're going to look to do. But uh, it, it was a good explanation. And, and But just kind of pensive watching uh, him starting to become a man, uh, 18 years old, be 19 in January, and uh, all the decisions that he's making, which are you know, mostly good, but it's more just kind of how he interacts, watching him with his, his new friends, watching him with uh, other parents, watching him with alumni. And so that was kind of cool. Another thing I was kind of pensive about was outside of that is the overall economy itself, the market. The market took a huge hit on Friday. So what is that going to mean? Uh, you know, what is this going to look like? I, I, I know my business is slowing down. I've talked to other bankers where business is slowing down. So, you know, what is this, you know, coming into as we come into election season here in the next six weeks? Uh, there will be elections. So what is that going to look like? What are the rising rates? They're going to r- increase rates again before the end of the year. What is that going to do to the economy? The stock market, the the housing, which you just talked about in, in the in the couch ad, how things are becoming slower, not necessarily, I mean, they're still hard to get a house because there's not a lot of inventory, but it is becoming slower. Uh, and then, you know, finally, just the uh, the changing in the weather, the fact that when, you know, our second show this week, most people listen to it on Saturday, which is October 1st. And this year is already, you know, three-fourths of the way done. And that is, you know, just crazy how fast it goes. I even had my daughter saying, I can't believe it's almost October. So she's now getting old enough to realize, yeah, the years are not as slow as they seem. 
Uh, and so it was just a, it was kind of a, a, again, a lot of things thinking about, a lot of pensive. I had a, did a race this weekend, so I was able to kind of think about some of these things while I ran to kind of take your mind off on it. There was driving, of course, twice back and forth, just thinking about those things. So that is my word from the weekend, pensive. Pensive. Again, I'm 43 years old, and I've never heard that word, so <laughs> I'll take your word for it when it comes to that. But, uh, Derek, I, I, we typically don't really talk a lot about politics and different things, but listeners, this is how it should. I have a strange feeling. I know kind of which direction a lot of our listeners maybe vote or consider. And Derek, the way it should work with any situation, if my van business fails or if my van business is not going well, I have to look at what's what that looks like. Same thing with your business. If, you're, if Bancorp South, which is now Cadence Bank, if they have certain locations that absolutely are performing poorly or not performing the way they should be. Um, they made a mistake building it there or they should look at staffing or whatever. Politics is no different. Uh, something's got to give. Hopefully something changes in the next uh, 50 days or whenever that comes up in November. People need to suffer the consequences for decisions that they make. And I'm talking about both parties. Mm-hmm. People need to suffer the consequences for the decisions they make that puts you at record inflation, record gas prices, record um, you know uh, illegal immigration, record, record, record. That's all you ever hear. So look, in this state, the state of Mississippi, typically a pretty red state. But if you have family that maybe live in uh, some pretty hot areas, whether it be Georgia or Pennsylvania, those different places, now's the time. Give them a call and say, hey, something's got to give because the last two years, and it's really only going to get worse because it seems like they are very tone deaf to what the heck is going on and it uh when it's all said and done at a certain point you have to look up and say hey whoa do they even care about what's happening sadly it does not even look that way so i hope something changes because that affects my business for sure when people can't travel you and i are Ole miss fans a lot of people are talking about uh, Ole miss crowds and all that different stuff and it's it's something that's affecting all the different football teams all across the country because people are saying hey i'm not gonna drive up for 350 a gallon I mean, my God, why would somebody go in California when it's 550 a gallon? Why would you even go to the UCLA football game? Or mm-hmm. Hopefully those people that have made those decisions, uh, there are repercussions uh, for that, uh, Derek. And, um, you know, so that's uh, pensive is your word from the weekend, which is reflective. And hopefully those people are reflecting uh, the day after uh, Election Day when they're clearing out their office. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, it's that. I mean, it's failures on, on you know both parties in the in Congress, and also failure with the uh, the Fed. I mean, they've made some poor decisions. They did not attack inflation back this time last year when it was starting to get up to six percent. They said it was going to be uh, transitory. They said it was going to be brief. Uh, that it was just because the supply chains had issues, and they were a thousand percent wrong. And so now they're attacking it very aggressively, maybe probably too aggressively. And there's I've been you know reading commentary where maybe they're making the same mistake twice. Last time they drug their feet saying, "Oh, it's not an issue, it's not an issue, it's not an issue," until it you know kicked them in the face in the spring. Sure. And then now they're saying, "We've got to attack it, we've got to kill it, we've got to kill it, we've got to kill it." And yet there's only doing it one month at a time, and we don't know what rates over six percent look like. We don't know what that's going to do three months from now. Yet when they meet again, they're probably going to raise it anyway and so now they maybe have already overcorrected and that's what i kind of was thinking about it's like okay if that's true then what does february look like or what does six months look like from now so anyway that's just a lot of that and uh you're right there needs to be some changes there's way too much money uh in the economy the fed is is, is rapidly pulling that back in uh and so just uh, i think there's going to be a, a lot of uh you know unfortunate economic pain and uh we'll, we'll see what it looks like but the issue is there because those people that are making that decision like maybe they delayed too long and they make a decision and we, we find out six months or a year later, if, if something happens to them, if there's reading repercussions, if those folks no longer work there, 
They just go work somewhere else in Washington. Oh, that's no, what no, sucks. No, no, that's no, the no, worst no, part. No, like, no, hey, they're bad no, at their no, jobs. No, yeah, they're bad at their jobs, and they just go find another job and another thing. Uh, well, I'm I'm government ID number four seven five three two, and I work for the DOJ, and then I'm going to go work for the DOD, and ooh, I got fired here. Let me go over there. And Washington never gets uh, there's never been a cleansing, and and in a long, long time, and um, it, it really stinks because uh, you start to wonder. I start to question and wonder: Do those people have any clue what goes on outside of the Washington D.C. Beltway? And uh, sadly they, they don't it's uh, truly truly amazing not a whole lot going on in the Hernando area uh, autumn meetings first and third uh, those are done for the month we'll be ready to cover those coming back in October but Derek something new uh, something new going on in the uh, area we do have a new district attorney uh, due to a uh, death of our previous uh, district attorney uh, John Champion tell us all about that so Assistant District Attorney Robert R. Morris III has been appointed by Governor Tate Reeves to serve as the new 17th Circuit Court District Attorney, and it was also announced that Morris will run for a full term as District Attorney in the November 2023 election when the district becomes DeSoto County only. Is he is he a DeSoto Countyan? No, he does not live in DeSoto County. He lives outside of the county, but right now, so this is it's a unique thing happening. So first of all, you know, Obviously, our condolences to uh, John Champion, just a wonderful DA for many years, uh, formed DeSoto County. Uh, he's been battling uh, illness for a couple of years now and, and finally succumbed to that. So just very, you know, very sorry. And, and of course, prayers and, and thinking of his family. But his, I guess, his, the vacancy left because of that uh, has to be appointed by the governor until the next election. The next election, again, is not until tw- November 2023. So he'll uh, fulfill the post until that time. Currently, the DA for this area serves DeSoto, Panola, Tallahatchie, Tate, and Yalabusha counties. Those are all the counties that make up the 17th Circuit Court District. However, a legislative action primarily triggered by the DeSoto County's growing population, which we talked about before, we had over 50% of the increase for the whole state just in DeSoto County, it triggered a redrawing of the district to include only DeSoto County after November 2023. So he'll be our district attorney for the next 13, 14 months. But then when he is forced to run again, because again, he's appointed right now, when he's forced to run again, he will not be running in DeSoto County. He does not live in DeSoto County. So he'll still represent the other four counties. DeSoto County is going to have their own person. So I would be venture to say that's probably going to be two or three, you know, well-known attorneys in our county that will probably look for that position. This so is, this is a big deal. I it's mean, a DeSoto huge County's deal. never had its own district attorney. And there, there is no county that okay. has the wow. well, district go. attorney. Good point. Uh, we will be uh, the first to have a solo district attorney for our county. So it is a, uh, a very interesting thing. It's good for us because obviously they'll, they'll know good for the people that want to prosecute uh, for the defendants. If you're here, you're going to stay here. Uh, you're not going to not going to be going to Oxford for some you know, court hearings. You'll be staying in DeSoto County full-time. So really good for the attorneys that live here. So uh, he was appointed. Reeves made that announcement, uh, the appointment announcement, during a gathering at the Hernando City Hall Friday afternoon. Morris fills the remainder of the term that John Champion had, again, before he passed away early this month. He has served as an assistant district attorney for the last eight years. So he, you know, he's got some good uh, experience. He's worked with John Champion uh, and, of course, now will be taking over that position. Well, Derek, I didn't even know the governor was here last Friday. That's, did he hit Coffee Central like he did last time? I don't know if he hit Coffee Central. <laughs> uh, we had we had one of our friends of ours who actually was uh, in the meeting for security purposes. A packed house, obviously, you know, you would imagine with the the governor being in the Hernando.
into a city hall, which is not that big. But he was there, made these announcements, and uh, you know, we just, I guess, congratulate is, is the word as you talked about that they do their jobs well, that they they're public servants now, they're doing their jobs well, uh, and that they uh, you know look out for you know, their constituents, or what well, what will be their constituents once the votes happen. Very interesting, Derek. I would assume that we'll probably start to hear some names or hear some different things happening first of the year for uh, possible people running for a district attorney in the uh, in DeSoto County. So that's really neat that we would be the only county in the state of Mississippi with our own district attorney. So sounds pretty good. Looking forward to uh, those announcements and those uh, races and maybe even some interviews on the UTW podcast of those people that will be running. So uh, very interested. That'll be November of 23 that we will be electing a new district attorney in DeSoto County. As I mentioned, pretty light show here for the UTW podcast with the Alderman meetings already wrapped up, the Planning Commission meetings wrapped up. Uh, those will come back around in October, and we're ready to discuss those and visit about those. But, Derek, something that never really seems to slow down or go away, I'm speaking, of course, of the Soto Family Dental Care. The Soto Family Dental Care has been a presence under the water tower with over 60 years of combined dental experience. Dr. Seymour, Dr. Paroli, and Dr. Trotter are committed to providing a gentle and caring approach while focusing on the aesthetic beauty and long-lasting health of your smile. The practice is open Monday through Friday, providing hygiene appointments and general dentistry, including implants and implant-supported dentures, as well as Invisalign. DFDC makes use of modern technology, such as digital scanning, intraoral cameras, digital x-rays, and autoclave sterilization. You can be confident that the goal of each staff member is to create a comfortable environment to provide you with relaxing, personalized dental care. Visit their office today to see the difference, and give them a call at 662 629-5239. Again, 662-429-5239. Podcast continues to be brought to you by Williams Services. Williams Services is a veteran-owned and operated business with years of experience in lawn care, landscaping, mulching, and so much more. Owner Richard Williams and his team can assist you with a multitude of outdoor home needs, whether that's leaf removal, tree trimming, fall cleanups, gate repair, fence repair, grading of your property, anything on the outside of your home or commercial building, Richard is ready to help. Call him at 662-292-8855. That's 662-292-8855. You can also learn more about his company at williamslawnmaintenance.com. Also, look him up on Facebook at Williams Lawn Services. Again, that's Williams Lawn Services on Facebook. I'll continue to say it. Richard's the kind of guy that you want working with you on your property. Richard's the kind of guy that you want to come come out, take a look at the project. No job too small, no job too large. If he can't help you, he'll help you find someone who can. Call him again, 662-292-8855, Williams Services. Middle of our Tuesday show brings us to the DeSoto County Fact of the Week, given to us by Rob Long at the DeSoto County Museum. DeSoto County Museum, lovely white building across the street from Bancorp South on Commerce Street, open from 9 to 5, Tuesday through Saturday. Admission is always free. We've talked numerous times over the last six, seven months about some new exhibits they have. They have a new uh, locomotive exhibit that uh, your your children might would enjoy. They're going to work on uh, having more of a locomotive, having, having a, a train museum uh, set of their museum over the next couple of years. You can go back and listen to that episode. Looking forward to a lot of big things at the DeSoto County Museum. But this week, Derek, tell us all about our DeSoto County Fact of the Week. Well, Matt, sticking to a slightly shorter show, this is a very short Fact of the Week that Rob sent us uh, over the weekend. And he talks about that Hernando has been in the past a technologically progressive city, despite some areas not having electricity powered by the Tennessee Valley Authority. Until the 1930s, Hernando had electric power as early as 1916, which furnished the first electricity for the town and the surrounding area. So think about that. 
Hernando was the first in the county, 1916, to get electricity. Olive Branch, then that, that, that side of the county didn't have it until the mid to late 30s. Wow. So 20 years later before Olive Branch uh, got it from TBA. But the only caveat to that electricity in 1916 was that the citizens of the town only had electricity from 6 a.m. to 9 p.m. So could not have that alarm clock to wake you. Sounds like California now. <laughs> Got to cut Gavin it off. New, Gavin Newsom loves that uh, that schedule. Yeah, got to cut it off in the middle of the night. Can't charge your cars. There you go. Can't charge your cars in the middle of the night. Uh, there was no you cell had to phones. Feed your horses. That's what you had to do. Nineteen. Nineteen. <laughs> there were no no phones to to charge. I guess during the night back then. But yeah, six a.m. to nine p.m. However, from that's, six a.m. to nine p.m., you were bad. rocking. That's not it's bad. not bad. I mean, I like that idea. Here's the thing: you turn it off. I mean, when the town goes, it's going dark. Oh, at night. sure, big time. <laughs> it's going to dark. Yeah, because yeah, basically you just turn the whole the whole switch off, and it turns back up at six a.m. So yeah, you're you're candlelight reading and and just well, going to bed. Well, never mind. I won't even go with this. <laughs> no, no, <laughs> probably no. a little bit of a baby boom type no. stuff. <laughs> <laughs> can, we, can we check uh, Hernando mid to late exactly. 1917? Check, can check we check uh, birth records. Yes. Um, but anyway, that's the uh, yeah. So at nine o'clock, they just shut it off, and then at six a.m., they turn it back on again. So yeah. uh, anyway, that's the that's the fact of the week that Hernando had first elect, had electricity in 1916, some 20 years before other parts of the county. Uh, nice. That's a very shocking fact nice. of the week from Rob Long. We really appreciate Rob with always having some kind of neat fact about Hernando and DeSoto County at large. DeSoto County Museum, located again on Commerce Street, 9 to 5, Tuesday through Saturday. Please go by and visit Rob Long and his staff with the DeSoto County Museum as they continue to work hard. A mission is free, a wonderful asset that we have right here in Hernando. And that always leads me into, as I continue to say, another wonderful asset we have right here under the water tower, our seasonal sponsor, the Hernando Farmer's Market. It's a place to shop. It's a place to gather. But more importantly, it's a rare chance to experience the rich simplicity of a Mississippi small town. It's truly a fresh local experience. Every Saturday morning on the historic Hernando Square, Gia Matheny and her team welcome over 50 vendors ready to serve you at the Hernando Farmer's Market. Some of those include Kendall Cattle Beef, Southern Cookie Queen, Davis Meat Company, Coffee Central, Jones Orchard, Brown Dairy Farms. Those are just some of the 50 vendors ready to serve you each and every Saturday morning on the historic Hernando Square. We continue to talk about it. They work with us from early April all the way through October. They'll be running through the month of October where they'll wrap up on October 29th, and then they will have a special farmer's market for the Dickens of a Christmas in November. Arguably the best farmer's market in the Mid-South, a wonderful asset to the community every Saturday morning. Thank you, Jim Matheny, and your team. We wish you nothing but the best for the rest of your 2022 season. Thank you again, Hernando Farmer's Market. Are you a hardworking and motivated individual looking for a full-time or part-time career in commercial insurance? Holland Insurance wants you on their team. Holland Insurance was founded in 1981 and has been staffed with local industry experts who are eager to make a difference in every life they touch. Whether it's health, life, property, casualty, auto, Jerry Holland and Bruce Robinson and their team at Holland Insurance are ready to serve you. They work with some of the largest insurance companies in the world, Blue Cross Blue Shield, Cigna, Principal, United Healthcare, Nationwide, Haggerty, Liberty Mutual, Progressive. Over 60 world-known insurance companies trust Jerry Holland and Bruce Robinson and their team in DeSoto County to be their representative. Call them at 662-895-5528. Again, that's 662-895-5528. Located in South Haven, but ready to serve anyone in DeSoto County. Give Holland Insurance a call today for any of your insurance needs. Their number again, 662-895-5528. Holland Insurance. Derek, as we move forward on this beautiful Monday afternoon, 
We're going to cover the football slate that we talked about on Friday and previewed some wonderful games happened last Friday and looking forward to a great homecoming week in the city of Fernando. But tell us about any other sports that happened since our last show. All right, Matt. Uh, as we always do, we'll start with North Point Girls Soccer. The Trojan Girls will travel to TRA, Tipton Rosemark Academy, tomorrow for the play-in game to try and advance in the playoffs. They will look to use the motivation coming off the district win last week and hope to advance further than any North Point Girls team before them. Is this a play-in? Did this you is say the that? play-in, yeah. kind of a play-in uh, sure. playoff game. Win tonight, advance. Lose, That's right. Adios. That's right. <laughs> uh, good luck, Lady Trojans, and we hope to be talking about another match for you on Friday. Lewisburg Volleyball. Lewisburg had a busy end of the week and weekend with volleyball, so we'll get right to it. On Thursday night, the Lady Patriots took on Bartlett to continue bettering their team and looking for a different competition as they move closer to the playoffs. Bartlett has historically had a good team, and if that is the case, then Lewisburg is getting stronger because they took the match easily 3-0 with a score of 25-23, 25-22, 25-19 for the sets. For Lewisburg, Jada Bradley had 10 kills, Two aces and five digs. Ella Grace Holloway had seven kills, two blocks, and two digs. Claire Smith had 19 assists and seven digs. And Allie Kate Hall had 15 digs and two aces. Then over the weekend, Lewisburg hosted the Mid-South Classic and will end up playing five matches in two days. Lewisburg ends up going 4-1 in the tournament with wins over Arlington, Clinton, Oxford, and Lafayette. Their one loss was to Madison Central. The Lady Patriots are now 18-12 and and will travel the short trip across town to take on Olive Branch in a district matchup as they try to work closer to the number one seed in their district. Now, Hernando Volleyball. Hernando had all but wrapped up the number one seed, but wanted to make it official and finish district perfect as they traveled to South Haven on Thursday evening. The Tigers did both as they beat South Haven 25-16, 25-16, 22-25, and finished it off decidingly 25-7 in the fourth set. The Tigers finished district at 6-0 and will have the first run by on the state playoffs. They will play Regents tonight, Monday night, and then go to Collierville, Tennessee tomorrow, which that's going to be an extremely tough match. Well, Regents beat them earlier in the season. Regents is a smaller private school in Oxford. That's right. Coached by the former Oxford high school coach. So they are a very, very good. They may win a state title in their division. Yeah, and they actually played in the Lewisburg tournament with yes. Lewis over the weekend. Very good. Uh, and then they'll travel to, uh, as again, to Carville tomorrow night, Tuesday night, before starting the county tournament with all county teams this weekend. We will recap Monday and Tuesday's games for the Lady Tigers on Friday. Now moving to football. North Point traveled to Millington on Friday night and were looking to continue their three-game winning streak against another set of Trojans. Millington got on the board first with a touchdown, the lone score of the first quarter. The Trojans answered back in the second when Grayson Alford caught a two-yard touchdown pass from Jack Patterson and then scored again in the quarter when Alex Musgrave caught a 23-yard pass from Patterson. 14-7 would be the halftime score. That would remain the score until the fourth quarter. In the fourth, Christian Gilliland catches a 54-yard touchdown pass from Patterson as North Point looked to pull away, but Millington marched down the field and scored on a four-yard run to pull back within one score. But on the ensuing kickoff, Sammy Chapman takes it 95 yards to the house, his second kickoff return this year, to go back up two scores and seal the victory. The final score, 28-14. Patterson was 17-27 of 27 for 265 yards and three touchdowns with the pick. Noah Oybuki led the team in rushing with 62 yards. Alex Musgrave had four receptions for 94 yards and the touchdown, while Alford had six receptions for 90 yards and the touchdown. 
The Trojans are now 4-1 and will travel to St. George's Friday night for their first district game against a tough rival. That's going to be tough, right? St. George is pretty good. Yeah, all, there's only four teams in the district now because of size of school, so it's only ECS, St. George's, and Lausanne, and those are all three tough games. Yeah, yeah. yeah so no, we'll St. See George they, is typically a pretty tough team. Yeah, they beat them last year, so I mean, St. George is going to be looking for revenge. And Matt, also, when they win on their home field, they uh, all the students come out and play the song Wagon Wheel. That's and right. basically, uh, is kinda, it just for a win or every, just, every game? I think it's just for a win. Just for a win. And uh, kind of taunt the other team. So that's uh, something you do not want to hear is wagon wheel being played uh, as you're walking off the field. So let's hope that there's no wagon wheel being played Friday night. St. George's is a monthly customer with uh, mobile cars and vans. Has a, a van rented for the uh, rest of the semester. That's awesome. Yep. Next, Lewisburg football. Lewisburg welcomed Horn Lake to the Berg for their first district game of the season. Horn Lake was 0-3 coming in, but the Patriots were hopefully not taking them lightly because they found out quickly that they would be in for a fight. On the Eagles' second possession of the game, they take the ball down and score on a quarterback keeper to take a 7-0 lead. The Patriots' offense then goes nowhere, but their defense helps them out by getting an interception, and the Patriots take the turnover and turn it into three points on a field goal. 7-3 would be how the first quarter ends. In the second quarter, the Patriots' defense steps up again, holding the Eagles deep in their own territory and forcing a punt, which goes over the punter's head and turns into the safety for the Patriots, with the new score being 7-5. to The Patriots then put together another good drive and get a field goal before the end of the first half to make the halftime score 8-7. to In the second half, Elliott Helps hits Lucas Getschk on a 49-yard pass play for a touchdown, and with the extra point, the score was then 15-7 at the end of the third quarter. In the fourth, both teams' defenses step up, and neither offense can generate any more points. The good news for the Patriots is the 15-7 lead is the final result. The Patriots are now 3-1, 1-0 in district, and will travel across town to face rival and district foe Center Hill Friday night. And finally, Hernando football. Well, Hernando played. <laughs> there's, there's not much to talk about. Uh, Hernando falls to South Panola 41-0. They are now 3-2, and 0-1 in district, and will use homecoming this week to try and get back on track. They will be taking on a very tough South Haven team That's true. in a district matchup. Matt, I'm going to say maybe not the best team to schedule for homecoming, uh, but the team, you know, this will help uh, hopefully help the team get up for the game. Black and gold will be the colors for the game, and it will all start Thursday night with the homecoming parade that we mentioned before downtown. Good luck and have fun this week, Tigers, and we'll preview that game along with the rest on Friday. As we've said a couple of times, you, you know, Derek, uh, yes, homecoming, wonderful festivities. Home, uh, Hernando does a very good job with the parade. They do a good job with the pep rally. They, they do a really nice job when it comes to uh, homecoming week. So uh, we'll be pulling hard for them on Friday night with this beautiful weather all week long. And, um, yeah, Wilson went to the Lewisburg game on Friday and uh, said it was just – I think Lewisburg ended up having some injuries during the game that affected some of their uh, offensive output yeah, well, and stuff. I, yeah, but, uh, Elliot helps pass unless it was a you know kind of a – halfback pass or something that is Gunnar Gilmore as a quarterback yes. so if he, if he went out of the game that could affect their offense dramatically correct that's and I think that's exactly what happened so we'll see if those boys are back this coming Friday for uh you know tough matches all around district matches are getting into that time of year once the uh, calendar turns to late September October we're moving into district play so we'll be pulling for the Hernando Tigers all week long and we'll be uh, updating you guys with that previewing the game
games on Friday. Something else, Derek, that I, I don't mind mentioning, uh, we cover Lewisburg, we cover Hernando, we cover North Point. We don't talk a lot about the Hernando Band, um, but the Hernando Band was all superior in the, I think it's the Conquistador Challenge or something yep, like over that. Olive Branch. Over in Olive Branch. Just a huge uh, you know, band competition that they do over there, and Hernando was number one percussion, overall, uh, a number of different things. So Yeah, I talked to somebody that went to the, uh, the award. They, they had a, a a daughter who's in the band went to the award said it was pouring down rain rain that you know unfortunately hernando did not yes. get uh pouring down rain and as uh you know somebody from hernando just kept getting up for every award getting the first place award you know walking back and forth in the pouring rain picking it up yeah <laughs> hernando has as good a band as any school in the the northern part of mississippi for sure so shout out to those kids and uh we we joke you and i joke off air all the time there is no group of kids that work harder no, and that uh, i mean, I mean if, you, if we listen close enough we're probably here and practicing right now <laughs> exactly that metronome uh, a lot of UTW podcast listeners know that Metronome is going all the time. So congratulations to the Hernando Band uh, for their win over the weekend. Look, if you enjoy our show, talk about different things, whether it be uh, new district attorneys, uh, the elections going on, our words from the weekend, uh, praising these uh, young people, the high school uh, students that uh, you know get out on the gridiron every Friday night. Share it with friends and family. Let them know what we talk about every week here on the show. Uh, simply t- wherever you listen to our shows, Spotify, Google, Apple, any podcast provider that you listen to us on. First off, give us a five-star review. Give us a thumbs up. We certainly appreciate that. And then share it with friends, family, people you know, and let them know what we're doing here each and every week. Also, you can find us on Facebook at UTW Podcast, on Instagram at UTW Podcast, and on Twitter at UTW Pod. If you enjoy our show, you'll enjoy OB Pod. Comes out early Monday mornings covering the eastern side of DeSoto County. They also deep dive into Lewisburg, Olive Branch, and Center Hill Athletics. OB Pod. Look them up today. Well, Derek, I hope you enjoy this beautiful weather all week long. I know we've talked about it ad nauseum uh, over the show and uh, look forward to covering everything with you this coming Friday. Happy homecoming week here under the water tower. If there's nothing else, I'm Matt. And I'm Derek. Join us next time under the water tower. This is where we dropped off a pretty soon.